Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. My name is Mark R. LePage, and you are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, where each week I speak with inspiring, passionate people who share their knowledge and expertise, all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. This is episode 371, How to Find an Architectural Photographer for Your Architecture Firm, with Kevin Costello of The Ranch Mine and his architectural photographers, Jason Rayner and Dan Ryan. This episode of Entree Architect Podcast is supported by RCAT, the online resource delivering quality building material information, CAD details, BIM, specifications, and so much more, all for free at rcat.com. That's A-R-C-A-T dot com. Jason Rayner, Dan Ryan, and Kevin Costello, welcome to Entree Architect Podcast. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having us. Kevin Costello, co-founder and principal architect at The Ranch Mine, a residential architecture firm specializing in modern architecture, residential architecture based in Phoenix, Arizona. He's an old friend. He's an old friend here at Entree Architect Podcast. Six, this is his sixth time. I think that's a record, Kevin. I think it's a record. <laughs> I can't guarantee it, but I think so. Episode 138, How to Design and Sell Modern Architecture. Uh, episode 154, How to Succeed as a Married Couple in Architecture. Claire, uh, Claire is, uh, uh, Kevin's wife and co-founder and partner. And so they came on and talked about that subject. That was a great conversation. Uh, episode 225, Growing Beyond the Soul Practitioner. Episode 263, How to Use Instagram to Find the Projects You Want. Uh, and then he did a design, uh, Behind the Design episode. Episode three, 
we shared information about the Canal House. Today, Kevin's back, and this time he brought some friends. Jason Rayner and Dan Ryan are two desert-dwelling friends working side-by-side -side to create dynamic images and video of the built environment. They are architectural photographers. Uh, they work throughout Arizona and the surrounding states and enjoy translating their clients' designs into shareable mediums. The, uh, the work they've done has been published internationally. Today, we're going to talk about photography, architectural photography specifically. Uh, but before we do that, I want to share some origin stories. Kevin, let's start with you. Uh, episode 138, you shared your full origin story. Um, that was a while ago. The last time you were on, about a, about a year and a half ago or so. Why don't you just give us a quick update on what's going on uh, over at the ranch mine in the last year and a half. The whole world has certainly shifted since that time. <laughs> yeah, it's a much different world now. Um, yeah, we've just been growing as a practice. We have two employees, uh, full-time employees. And um, later that year, we won a issue TV Designer of the Year Award for a uh, before and after project that wow. we did on uh, Hillside, uh, That's Hillside pretty cool. House. Yeah, it was great. And um, yeah, we've just kind of been working in different climates, some, uh, some more uh, alpine-type climates. We're working in a few different states now and sort of just trying to grow the practice. So, so a lot of growth since, uh, since the beginning, since the last time or the first time you were on when you just started only, you know, only a couple of years old at that point. Um, and so now breaking out of the desert, moving into other clients and clearly I'm sure a lot of the social media work that you're doing, uh, is helping you get noticed outside of the, your specific region. For sure. Yeah. We're getting uh, increased from all over the place, largely due to social media as well as online publications. Well, that's good. Great to hear things are moving along there. Jason and Dan, why don't you talk about your origin story? We'll start with Jason. Um, where did you discover the passion for what you do? What inspired you to start shooting photography and, and share that story, the journey to where you find yourself today? Sure. Well, photography has been part of my life for a long time. I was going to college for fine art uh, with a concentration in photography. So shooting film doing darkroom or large format printing that sort of thing and i sort of i was working at a camera store and fell into a job of photographing homes uh so i was an independent contractor for a company for years uh so that's how i, I started shooting homes which i never it never really occurred to me before doing mostly landscape work um but that that's how i got turned on to it so i, I spent a few years i spent years with a company and was also doing uh, my own work, my sort of freelance work on the side, which is, I think, originally how Kevin and, and I connected. And uh, Dan, Dan and I were living on opposite sides of the country, and we met online and really hit it off. We had a, a, a hot and heavy online <laughs> bromance <laughs> uh, from a, a photo sharing website, and we were both in similar positions career-wise, um, but on, he was in New Jersey while I was living here and we got to know each other and just became great sounding boards. And we were both really trying to ascend in our careers into shooting architecture and design. And, uh, it was always sort of a running joke, like, oh man, one day, like there's some photographer duos in other parts of the world. Uh, it'd be so cool to do that. And eventually it, it, it came to fruition and we started Rainer and Ryan a few years ago, and it's been a heck of a ride so far. 
A wild ride. I, well, it would be nothing more than nothing less than that with a Jersey boy. I'm a Jersey yep. boy too, Dan. So nice. Uh, where where uh, where in New Jersey were you? Uh, I was in Sterling, uh, just outside, kind of like Morristown. Yeah. The, yep. yep. I grew up in Paramus. Okay. Yeah. My parents still have a house in Paramus. Yep. Um, so share your story. Share how you started and and how you ended up in the desert. Yeah, so uh, I started out as a actually a photo editor. I was kind of helping a photographer, uh, real estate and architectural photographer, transition from like film to digital. So I did all the editing, um, and then uh, yeah, the two thousand eight crash happened and uh, became kind of feast or famine. So I kind of I bought a open box camera from Circuit City and started taking my own photos. Uh, and then just kind of gobbled up any information I could find and uh, just kind of took a chance on myself. I did that for a couple of years. And then, uh, you know, uh, my friendship from Jace with Jason, and he had this opportunity for us to uh, move out to Arizona. And my brother actually lives out here. So I'd been out here a bunch. And um, it's just one of those things where like the planets aligned and, you know, me and my wife were just like, yeah, let's just try this out. You know, what's the worst that could happen? And so we uh, you know, moved out here five years to the day i think it almost five years to the day wow wow oh, man yeah so we should celebrate maybe we should <laughs> i must i must be slacking on my anniversaries yeah. <laughs> yeah you need to put a reminder on your calendar yeah. you didn't see the hints i left you <laughs> <laughs> the big balloons the flowers yeah. <laughs> all part of nurturing our relationship yeah. <laughs> i love the story that that you met online and and uh had this bromance and found your way to one another and uh, it's such a great story. So, so once you got working together, how did that work? Was it, did it work as well as you had hoped? Yeah, I think because we spent years, uh, getting to know each other, we were always bouncing ideas off of each other, uh, process wise photographically. Uh, so we, I think we both had, when he got here, we already had similar ways of approaching things. And then it was really just sort of weaving through things together and it's we were just talking about it the other night it's really been incredible to have this person here that we're we're just always we're always pushing each other we're always trying to improve i mean to bring our best work to a project and photography is you know or could imagine is such it's always been such a lone wolf type endeavor that i just i feel so lucky to to be on a, to be on this journey with, with him. Yeah. I, I, I want to get into the basics of architectural photography, which is what I'd really like to talk about, but I, but I find it really interesting, the partnership and, uh, and do you have specific roles that you each play or do you just sort of shoot as a, as a, you know, a tandem pair and you just all sort of work together? We try we do our best to approach things collaboratively. I think we see, the same way in many ways, but there's also times that, uh, you know, it's having two sets of eyes on a project. So someone might see something that the other hasn't, and then we pursue that shot. Um, typically, I mean, since we're working collaboratively, sort of one of us will take the lead role on a project and the other will support. And we, uh, we just rotate back and forth through that thing, uh, through that, that setup. Yeah. So, so, so do you, you shoot every project together as a, as a team? 
it's changed with what's going on in the world. Uh, we try at this point to uh, mitigate risk of when we are shooting that maybe not everything needs to be done together. Yeah. Um, but we always have hands. Both of us always have hands on a project. We're always kind of going through and uh, we share things as we're editing along and, uh, you know, trying to figure it out that way. So Kevin, you introduced us. You uh, you sent us and sent me an email saying, "Hey, you know, uh, Jason and and Dan, they're the photographers that shoot the work at the ranch mine, and uh, and it might be a good opportunity to have a conversation about architectural photography on the podcast." And I said, "Yes, let's do that." But I also want you on the show because I want to understand the relationship uh, between client and photographer. So, can you talk a little bit about how you work with Jason and Dan? Sure. Yeah. Um, even before that, the way that I first started working with Jason and Dan was, um, not even purposely really, um, Jason shot when he was working for, I think when you were working for that real estate company, um, shot a house that we had done. And I sort of, uh, stumbled across the photos of that and was just blown away by, uh, at that time, we were a very young business, and um, we were using a friend of ours who was a wedding photographer to shoot our houses. Um, and to see the difference in the quality, I was I was like, okay, we're done with that, and I need to reach out to this guy and have him start shooting um, our current stuff. And so uh, from there, we sort of de- developed our relationship, and and um, we put a high premium on having. Uh, high uh, quality architectural photographs in our business Um, just because, you know, we find that people are hesitant to change. And as architects, that's basically our job is to make change. Um, And so the better our presentation of the changes we've made, the easier it is to get more and better opportunities to then create greater change. Um, And so, especially with the type of architecture that we do, which is, um, you know, people would classify it as modern, it's it's a bit different than your typical stuff. And so you're trying to show something that people haven't typically seen before. And and we just found that having um, photographers that are really skilled uh, with what they do, it just brings, it makes that job so much easier for for us. And so how we typically work with uh, Jason and Dan is, uh, we contact them uh, usually uh, a month or two before the project finishes um, and, uh, and, and try to set up a date. Uh, once we have a date, we also try to set up a uh, scout date. So we do a time when before, typically um, slightly before it's finished, uh, have them walk the property uh, to see what they see. And um, that's incredibly helpful because they kind of go around and shoot different angles and lighting and kind of see the way that the shadows are on the buildings and sort of come up with a game plan before the photo shoot day. Because the photo shoot day, um, you know, as you know, is there's a lot going on. Uh, we don't want to miss shots. It's typically our only opportunity because people live in these houses. We don't want to be inconveniencing them uh, too often. Um, and so uh, we do this scout shoot, which is really critical. And then we kind of go back and forth once we have those scout photos of, I like this, I don't like this. What if we were to move the camera? left and right, so forth, you know, what I'm looking for, what they see that I maybe didn't see. Uh, so it's, a, it's a great to have that dialogue before we're on the day shooting so that when we get to the day when we're shooting the photographs, they sort of have a game plan, almost a shot by shot of what we want to do. Um, 
And then the other thing that we like to do is I like to send them a narrative of uh, sort of my write-up on the project, what I was thinking about when I was designing it, uh, the ideas behind the house, the special moments, so that they um, can sort of capture the narrative in, in their photos. Um, so uh, we've gotten to the point where they can kind of understand a lot of it anyway, just because we've been doing it for so long and they follow our work and we're friends and we chat about that sort of stuff. But I think it's helpful in terms of saying, this is where I'm coming from, this is where the design, these are the reasons, you know, stuff about the homeowners, all this sort of information that they can sort of then bring into um, to their photographs. Yeah, the story of the project I think is very, very important. Um, not only for uh, the, the architectural photographer, but sort of for the for the future of that project as well. How are you, how are you going to position that? How do you attract more clients that are similar? All of that revolves around that. And then you want to make sure that you capture that story uh, in the photographs. And so having that narrative is a critical piece of it. Also, that scouting day is also, right, those two pieces together really uh, – uh, not only help during the shoot, I'm assuming, but also make sure that when you're done with that shoot, that you're getting what you want, right, Kevin? Yeah, for sure. We kind of know ahead of time what we what we want, so we don't miss anything on that day, and we know where the shadows going to be at certain times, so that we know we need to be in this part of the house at this time of day, or this part of the house at that part of the time of day. Uh, so it sort of sets up the timeline, um, and I think the difference. Uh, a lot of what I've seen is that, like in real estate photography. It's about just capturing the, the rooms, right? Here's a bedroom, here's a kitchen and so forth. Right. What we need is we're trying to sell ideas and visions and skills and our skills in a completed work um, and then the lifestyle that that creates. So that's what we're looking to capture and that's why the timing and the, uh, the precision and, and the sort of uh, t uh, framing and composition and scale and detail, all those elements are really, really critical for what we need to get. Hey, let's take a quick break to say thank you to our platform sponsor, ArtCat. If you're still on the fence about going to a trade show this year in person, then how are you going to keep up with the latest and the greatest in architectural products, right? That's where you get that information. Well, introducing ArtCat Alert. ArtCat Alert. You can get the scoop in this weekly newsletter. It's a free, like everything at ArtCat, it's free, and it's featuring leading manufacturers and their newest and best products every week. And since it's backed by RCAT, you know you can begin researching these products for free and without registration right there on the website. You can just click the link, it'll take you right to the RCAT website and you can start researching for free. And there's also RCAT Tech, get it? RCAT Tech, a curated newsletter of the most interesting architecture stories of the week, a separate newsletter called Architect, so it's like Ar architect, but with an A, Architect, 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 get it? It's a curated newsletter, and it has the most interesting architecture stories of the week. You can check out both of these newsletters at arcat.com slash architect, so it's A-R-C-A-T-E-C-T, arcat.com slash A-R-C-A-T-E-C-T. Please go visit Arcat today and thank them for supporting you, the Entree Architect community. So Dan, Cabin uh, admitted that he used a wedding photographer 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, the the reason I point that out is uh, is how do we how do we find the right photographer for our architecture? Um, there are many different levels of shooting a building, right? Uh, there's the real estate photographer that has a very specific reason and a goal to shoot and document the spaces. Um, and wedding photographers are great for weddings, but how do we make sure that the architectural photographer that we hire is the right one for us? I think by um, doing a little research, um, I know when I was shooting real estate and I thought I was better than I was, I would also call myself an architectural real or architectural photographer. And after shooting architecture for several years now, I kind of realized how funny that is because of how different they are. And I think a lot of photographers throw that term around, um, but I don't think they understand the weight of it. So uh, I would search, you know, Instagram's kind of a tool right now to search out photographers to see what are they shooting and do you fit into what they are currently shooting and showing? Uh, if you know, you're, you see someone tagged in a photo and their entire portfolio is weddings, it might not be the best fit. So you're, so you're looking for, for one, you're looking for an architectural photographer that only shoots architecture, right? Yeah. Yep. It's a specialty. What's the difference? In, in the image between somebody who shoots real estate every day um, and an architectural photographer? I think Kevin touched on it. Um, you know, with real estate, I almost have started to kind of compare it more to, you know, product photography. Like you're just trying to like document something and show it in the best light. One of the things that happens with shooting real estate is you don't really have control over when you're going to be there or what the lighting conditions are. And now, you know, when we spend all day in a house, you see how the light changes, everything changes. It appears to be a living and breathing thing. And I just don't think you experience that when you're there for two hours. Yeah. So you're spending much more time, spending much more money because of that time. Um, you are, you're documenting that house in its absolute best light and also trying to tell the story at the same time of that, yep. of that project. Uh, it's not just a documentation, it's, it's art. Um, so Jason, what are some of the services and I'm sure every architectural photographer offers different services, but what are some of the services that, that an architect could hire an architectural photographer for? Uh, I mean, at the, at the most basic level, it's, we're here to take pictures, uh, create video work sometimes to share to share their, their work with the rest of the world. So, you know, we're in an incredible time where so much of our communication is visual now. So that's what we want to do. We want to uh, translate our clients' hard work into those shareable mediums because you can't traipse your 10,000, 100,000 followers through a house. So we were tasked with the job of translating that and sharing it in an impactful way to the rest of the world. And I think, uh, you know, Kevin mentioned seeing our photos of, uh, of their place years ago. I think that he had a, a visceral reaction or those, those images resonated with him and that's how we got together. And I believe from Kevin's origin story that that's also part of the way he ended up 
out here was through looking at photos of architecture of Southwest, uh, Southwest modern architecture. And now that's our role with him is to, to have that impact to, to his audience or to the rest of the world. Yeah. And, and if you listen to Cabin's origin story, they, they built the firm using photographs and sharing them on social media and, and all the rest of it. Um, so with that in mind, um, and maybe this is a question for all three of you, uh, when it comes down to getting those photos um, and using them on social media and using them for other reasons, is there different types of pricing structures or is there copyright rules that we have to worry about? How do we get quality photographs and be able to use them any way we want to use them? Are there different you know, contractual issues that we should be aware of? Yeah, uh, so there's a few different questions in there uh, to touch on. Pricing structure wise, every photographer is gonna be a little different. Um, but their fee will typically incorporate uh, the time so that the creative fee or the, the amount of time, like the, the full day or half day type, uh, how much you're spending on site, as well as the retouching that goes into creating the finished photos, as well as a third component would be the licensing or the usage of the photos. And everyone's gonna handle that differently, so it's important especially if you're an architect coming in, working with a new photographer or anything like that on those initial contact, you should be asking questions. And you know, we always appreciate when people, if you don't know, there's no trouble in asking like, hey, can I use it for this? And we're happy to clarify. Um, also, so also clarifying what you wanna use them for is also helpful to us. Yeah. And is there different, is there, are you paying differently? If, if we just wanted it for our website, we wanted to put it, put the images on our website, um, we weren't going to necessarily try to get it published or uh, I wouldn't use them for social media, although that would be crazy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but is there a different in, difference in price on how you use them or is it, are we at the moment in time in architectural photography that it's expected that they're going to be shared and so therefore the price includes that. For us, we kind of include the normal stuff. You're gonna use it for award submittal, your website, you're gonna post it on Instagram, Facebook. All that for us is included in our fees. Uh, the only thing we run into is if you're having to publish in a magazine, we normally uh, work out licensing with the magazine and same with publishing it in a book. We normally work that out with a publisher. And that's usually the only thing um, that we hold back. What we are experiencing now is the sharing on Instagram. When uh, you know some brand gets tagged in a photo and then they take the photo and post it to their Instagram. And it's even getting more uh, difficult with you can sell on Instagram. So like a tile company, for example, they take the photo from, you know, the ranch mines post, they post it to there and then they put you know, here, click here to buy this tile. And that's the stuff that's getting to be more and more difficult to navigate because some people want the photo shared across, you know, any possible uh, account. And, uh, you know, we, it becomes, it's changing for us. So we're trying to navigate that now as far as how do we uh, 
you know, include that. Um, so we're not, uh, you know, we're making sure our client gets the full usage of their photos. Right. And so, so those photos that you shoot for Kevin are your, you own them, right? You own the copyright on those, yes. those photos. And so you license the use of those photos. And, and it sounds like in Kevin's case, that license includes a lot, right? There's a broad idea of yep. what, what you can use them and specifically what you can't use them for. Um, and if, it, and if they get, they get published by a magazine or in a book or elsewhere that that's not covered within that license, then those people need to go back to you as the photo photographer who owns the copyright. Um, and then you work out a whole other separate contract with whomever wants to license those photos. That's something that I wanted to clarify and make clear to listeners that when you do shoot architecture, uh, and that's pretty, pretty uh, uh, universal in photography, that those photographs, you don't own them. Just like your architectural drawings, your client doesn't own those architectural drawings, you own those architectural drawings. The copyright is yours. The same thing is with, with photographs. The photographs are the creators, own, they're owned by the creators and they license the use of those to you. Um, and so therefore you need to make sure you understand that and, and um, be very well aware of what the license is for, right? So you're not restricted from using them for things that you do want to use them for. Um, it's, it's protecting intellectual property and your creative vision. I mean, for an architect, like imagine, you know, designing uh, maybe a small multifamily development and what we're, what we're running into day in and day out is, you know, it, the place is built and finished. And then imagine a developer comes to you and says, Hey, I want to build this in another state. You know, can I, I have the plans? Can I download them or whatever? And it's like, no, you can't just take it and do it. And that's really, that's what we're running into every day is like people don't value it because people aren't valuing images because the work is already done in their mind that they just want to take it and go from there. But it's like, no, I mean, this is our, this is our artwork. And especially for, for companies, for large companies that want to share and profit off of our work and our clients vision, our clients time and investment. I mean, that all needs to be worked out. It's not as simple as just resharing. Yeah. There's, and, a, there's and, a cost, there's a cost to everything. And unfortunately it usually falls on, our, our, us and our livelihood. Yeah. And, and as architects, we should be most sensitive to that because we have the same issues with our designs and our drawings where our clients don't always understand that they're not buying the drawings, that they're buying the use of those drawings for a specific project. Um, and so, uh, we should also be aware of that with architectural photography. Is there anything else that we should be focusing on, uh, as architects who may be looking to hire um, some architectural photographers for their projects? Um, I think like, uh, go, ahead. go ahead, Kevin. I was just gonna say from an architect's perspective, I think um, the value of having very creative people working alongside you, I look at it no different than having a great contractor, than having great engineers, than having great, it's all part of the same chain. And I think, uh, some of the comments I've seen on certain websites and that kind of stuff about finding cheap photographers and that kind of stuff, or I don't make that much money or blah, blah, blah. To me, you have to, you get the value, you get what you spend. Um, and I think it's incredibly critical when you spend, 
you know, years on a project and you're going to want to then use that project to get other projects for more, you know, years, if not decades to not let that moment slip through your fingers. And I think it's incredibly critical to find the right people to do that. And honestly, I found that working with great photographers, just like working with great engineers or, or builders has pushed me to become a better architect. Um, they're showing me stuff that I didn't see before. And I think it's just, we have to, as a, as a team of creatives, all sort of rise together. And now if we want to be valued, we need to fight for our photographers to be more valued, for our, our builders to be more valued. The, the whole chain, it's not just, oh, architects should get paid more. I see that conversation all the time. It's, it's all creatives and that we're losing sort of the control by giving up stuff for free and people are taking advantage of it. I think it's, that's critical. And so I think it's, it's uh, long story short is to come to, uh, find uh, photographers that you like working with and that you want to grow with together. And I think that that's really critical in, in, in growing your business. It's an investment. It's part of an investment. It, it, it's a long-term it's, investment. Yeah. It's, it's like every other piece of the business that you're uh, spending money on in order to build the best business you can. And if you go back to the episodes 138, 154, 225, 263, listen to Kevin's uh, episodes, they all have a common thread, every one of them, include, and then the behind the design episode too. All five of those episodes, the common thread was high quality investment in photographs. Every single episode talked about that. And that is, that is a significant part of the Ranch Mind's success is getting those photographs uh, and then using them and leveraging them to the, to the most value that you possibly can. That's how they built what they've built. And so, uh, Kevin, su super important to, uh, to make that investment and to hire quality, uh, high quality photographs from photographers who are architectural photographers who do it every day, like Jason and Dan, uh, and, and do it right and, 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 uh, and budget it right into your annual budget to make sure you have the funds to do that, right? Because it's part of the, the, the business of architecture. Um, Let's, uh, I want to know, let's jump right into our final question. Um, let's start with Kevin and then we'll go to Jason and then we'll wrap it up with Dan. What is one thing that a small firm architect can do today to build a better business for tomorrow, Kevin? So hopefully I don't steal what Dan and Jason are going to say and put them on the spot because we haven't <laughs> talked, we haven't talked about it, but I think it's really like Dan said earlier, doing research to find great photographers and really understanding what great photography is. We spent a lot of time uh, researching just photography in general to understand what are we trying to look for? What, you know, there is, there are, there are trends that go back to the Julius Schildman agent and so forth to uh, what makes a really good architectural photograph. Um, and we sort of surmise that basically, um, we want we wanted to find someone that could capture not just that that still freeze frame in time but all the work that went up to it and where the life that's going to be lived in that space for years to come afterwards and there's sort of this range of the past to the future and how wide that range can be and so if you look at photographs and and that's what drew me out like jason said it drew me out to the southwest some of the work that the people were doing here it has the power to sort of move people and you got to find the photographers that create that work i think too often 
people look at that and say, oh, that's just a good building. The photographer, it, it doesn't matter who you should. That's not true. I've seen the, you know, some of the best buildings in the world from the greatest architects. And if you have the right photographer, they can make it look even better and, and show a story in just a single frame. And especially with social media, that photo can go to millions and billions of people. And so I would say spend the time doing the research to find what makes a great photographer in your area. Yeah, or even honestly, the photographers and Jason can talk about it. And uh, you might say, you know, great photographer. Look at the metro area um, next to you, um, and and I think that's sort of a, a, a thing that you can do today. You can be scrolling on Instagram tonight, or you can be looking online tonight, and you can you can find that solution. Jason, what do you think one thing that a small firm architect can do today to build a better business for tomorrow? I'd, I'd piggyback on Kevin and say, find, find the photography that resonates with you. Um, look at someone who understands the environment and the light. I mean, that's one of my favorite parts about Kevin's designs is the way that he understands our, our locality, our vernacular. So the person that's charged with telling your story should have an understanding of that too. And Dan, what are your thoughts? Um, I think uh, social media rewards people who are consistent and genuine. And I would say audit yourself to see if you're being consistent and genuine and social on social media. I think that's something that people miss out on. They just post their stuff and leave it. Uh, communicating with people and uh, building relationships with people online, it's a big reason why we've had success. Yeah. And the way that you found one another. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so Kevin Costello and Jason Rayner, Dan Ryan, Kevin Costello can be found at the ranch mine.com. Uh, also on Facebook, the ranch mine and Instagram, go check out his Instagram. It's, it's one of the best, uh, channels on Instagram, the ranch mine official. And I'm sure, uh, Jason and Dan have a little bit to do with that. Jason Rayner, <laughs> uh, Rainer is spelled R-O-E-H-N-E-R and Dan Ryan. Uh, it's Rainer Ryan, so it's R-O-E-H-N-E-R-R-Y-A-N.com, RainerRyan.com. You can find him on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook at Rainer Ryan. Go subscribe right now. Gentlemen, this has been a fantastic conversation. I learned a lot about architectural photography and, and how to do it right. Uh, I appreciate you all. Kevin, you are a role model to many. Thank you for returning to the Thank you for, for returning to the show and sharing your knowledge here at Entree Architect Podcast. And Jason and Dan, thank you as well for the work that you do and for sharing your knowledge at Entree Architect Podcast. Thanks so much for having us, Mark. We, we Thanks, appreciate Mark. the opportunity. Thanks again. You have been listening to episode 371 of the Entree Architect Podcast. If you would like to access the show notes or share this episode with a friend. The link is entrearchitect.com slash episode 371. This is a good episode to share, I think. entrearchitect.com slash episode 371. Entree Architect is proud to be a network partner at Gable Media, the largest, most engaged AEC multimedia network on the planet. And earlier this week, yes, you heard it here on this feed, we announced a new weekly podcast sharing the story of building a world-class architecture firm with my friend, CEO, former CEO of HOK, 
Patrick McLamey, and it's hosted by me. Yes, I'm part of this podcast. I am so proud of this new podcast. Patrick is sharing his stories of growing up at HOK from his very first day as a young design associate all the way through till his final day as CEO. Exactly 50 years later, yes, his entire career at HOK. It is a fantastic story from beginning to end. Build Smart is available now. Listen to Build Smart and subscribe to the show anywhere you listen to podcasts and at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L-media.com. And I think you are really going to like this podcast. So go subscribe at gablemedia.com. And over at Entree Architect at Entree Architect Academy, we've launched Simple Systems number three. It's a system for a drawing addendum and a drawing record spreadsheet to keep track of all of your drawing changes during and after the bid process. And it even includes a tutorial video to show you step-by-step how to use the system. And as a bonus, we've even included a, a third document, a drawing release template. Yes, that is a drawing release template. That is a document that has been so uh, requested from the Entree Architect community for when you want to share your drawings with a client or, or a contractor, a drawing release. Go check it out. Entree Architect Simple Systems is free for all members of Entree Architect Academy. Simple Systems is always free. For members, just sign into your membership and click the button for Simple Systems and you will have access to Simple Systems number three. Membership, membership has unlimited access to this and all Simple Systems forever. If you're not a member, you can still get it. You can purchase Simple Systems number three until the end of the day today, Friday, April 16th, 2021. After that, it's only available to members. It's been available since Monday. Uh, today is the final day that non-members can grab it. After that, it's only in the archives at Entree Architect Academy membership. Learn more about Simple Systems at entrearchitect.com slash simple systems. Be well, my friend. Be healthy, be happy, safe, and secure. I thank you. Thank you for listening. Love, learn, and share what you know. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so 
overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh the one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There's a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is gonna be a priority. When the job is done, we're gonna actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> and so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like, that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.